right, get your Bible and uh, uh, listen. That's, that's what I need you to do. I need you to listen because there's some things I'm going to say today in the service and I don't want you to feel like I'm rebuking you. See, I'm telling you ahead of time, <laughs> be a listener today, okay? All right, don't be in a religious church where you feel like you got to say amen, Pastor, amen. I mean, if, you, if that's you, it's okay. You know what I mean? But not after every word I say, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. All right, so let's look at this word today. We're going to go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And what I want to show you today is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I want to read the first verse. I'm sorry, verse 3. Then I'm going to read from verse... I'm sorry, I'm just going to do 2 Corinthians 11, uh, 1 through 4. I'll just give you my subject for it. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. I'm going to come back to your camera right here. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, verse 1 through 4. Verse 1 say, I would to God that Paul is talking to uh, the church, uh, the church of God which represented uh, Israel. Uh, would to God you could bear with me in a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I'm jealous over you with God, the jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now remember, that was what his mission was, one of them, and then he has a mission also to us. But he had to do that. I'm going to show you that out of the, uh, I'm going to read out of, next out of the Christian Standard Bible, of the same thing I'm reading now, okay? So if you're back there, you might want to just remind you. I'm going to go there next. But Paul said, verse 3, But I fear, lest by any means ere the serpent beguiled Eve. So he's telling this woman what happened in Genesis because now this is the fulfillment of that woman. Let me say it again. He's telling this woman, Israel, the church, this is the thing that happened to you that said it would happen to you in Genesis. In verse number three, but I fear lest by any means if the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he, and I'm going to show you what, what he means when Paul said that, and I'm going to take you to that. If he that cometh, preach another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might as well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a whip behind a very chief apostle. And I really just want to go to verse 4. But I want to read the same thing out of the Christian Standard Bible. Uh, but first of all, I want to go down and read verse number, uh, before I get my subject, verse 7. I'm sorry. I'm going to get my subject now. I'll read the rest of it after. My subject is why God created the woman. Why God created the woman. See, when most people, when they hear that, the reason I say please listen, because I don't want to really 
hurt nobody feeling today. I just want you to listen. <laughs> you know, when I know you don't know, you don't need to pretend. That's what I mean. Why God created the woman? He did not say, why did God create a woman? That's why I want you to listen. He didn't say why God created a woman. He did not say why God created women. He said why God created the woman. All right, that's my subject. All right. So what I want to do today, I want to, I want to take you, let, well, let's go read something else. First Corinthians chapter 11. I just read 2 Corinthians 11. I'm going to first, now both of these chapters was written to the woman. 2 Corinthians, 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 11. See, that's why people are still arguing over bread on the table. He's not talking to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I want to read verse 3. Then I want to go down and read verse 7 through verse number 12. The subject, once again, is why God created the woman. And if you do me a favor, put the word woman, capitalize. The word the also, if you can, the woman. Why did God create the woman? See, this is not an ordinary woman. All right, this woman, I'm going to give you some definition of the word woman in just a few moments. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul just told the church in verse 1, be followers of me even as I am also of Christ. And that's what we are doing by ministering this word. So Paul said, now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I have given them to you. He's talking about the, 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 the word that he gave them, the letters, they called them ordinances that he gave to them. He said, but I would have you to know that the head of every man, remember he's not talking about men, See, what we do is we take that and say, look, the head of every man, I'm, a, I'm married. That, he's talking. No, he's not talking to you. He's talking about Christ and the church. Okay, so let's listen. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brother. He says, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman, the woman, the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. So he let you know there that the man is Christ. Now, this, it, this is so much that I'm going to have to take this week and next week and probably the week after just to teach you on why God created the woman. We're still under the same series of the ministry of the Apostle Paul because he is the only one that gave it to us. All right. So let's go down and look at verse number seven. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. So he told them, I'm going to deal with the man, maybe the next service if I can, but I'm just going to deal with the woman this service, deal with the man next service, if, if I can get that done. Now in verse 8 said, the man is not of the woman, but the woman is of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. So he's telling you why God created the woman. Once again, verse 8 said, the man is not of the woman, but the woman is of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman. And verse number 9, neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. 
For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. For as the woman is of the man, even so is the man also by the woman, but all things are of God. So he's telling us here why God created the woman. Now I want you to put down the number one word for woman, and I'm going to show you, we're going back to Genesis, the number one word for woman is Israel. But we're going to show you that there are other names that you're going to see under this woman, and the next name is going to be called the soul. So the, so the woman is, put it this way, the woman is his woman. Adam's woman, Christ's woman. Also, the woman is Christ's soul. The woman is Christ's temple. The woman is Christ's house. And I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you back to, to Genesis. Now, I'm only giving you the woman uh, today. Let's go to Genesis uh, chapter number 2 and verse 18. I'm only giving you the woman. Matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back to Genesis 2, 18. Remember, I'm only giving you the woman today. Hopefully I can gather this and, get, and start on teaching you on the man. I'm showing you why God created the woman. And maybe the next service I'll show you why God created the man. I don't know, but let's see. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 18, the Bible says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man. Now remember, he called him the man. So when I do teach the next service, uh, why God created the man. Okay, you would know that man is Christ. All right, why God created the woman is now. But of the uh, Genesis chapter number 2 and verse 18 says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet. So you got to understand, that's why I gave you some name that I'm going to show you who it is. That was Israel. And that was uh, the soul, his soul. Uh, we're going to look, we're going to show you that. Uh, put down a scripture, uh, Psalm 34 and verse 2. Put that down. Start verse 1, we'll do that way. Now in verse number 19, out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and, and brought them to Adam to see what he would name them. And verse number uh, 20, I'm going down because I'm not looking at 19 again. Verse 20. And Adam gave name to all the cattle, all the fowls of the air, every beast of the field, but for Adam, there was not found and help me for him. I want you to understand today a, a little bit more about the Bible. I'm going to just really talk about the Bible because this is the most misunderstood book there is on, on the in the library, if I can say that. And the Lord God, now remember when the Bible used the word Lord God, that's Holy Spirit. The word God means Father. Lord God means Holy Spirit. 
Jesus is Lord. So you're talking about just Lord, that's the Son. Lord God, Holy Ghost. God, Father. All right. So in verse 21, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Remember, he said, let us make man. God, Lord, Lord God. Okay. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead of Now he's talking about God creating Adam and Eve. Now remember, everything else has already been created. So you have to understand when God created Israel and put them in the promised land, everything else was there already. There was already an Africa. There already was an Egypt. There was already was an Ethiopia. All these other nations was there and their kings. So God is going to put, that's why I'm going to take you to Psalm 8. All right? Don't forget that. I'm giving you, I gave you two things. If you could just put one on another, two things, and then I'm going to ask, okay, which was first, which was second? See, that, that's real easy to take notes. Just write down one and two. All right. Now we're going to go to Genesis chapter number 2, and we are at number 23 now. So he, he in verse 22, says, And the rib which God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her to the man. And the Bible said, And Adam, and Adam said, This is now bones of my bone and flesh of my flesh. All right, that's what Adam said. This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And he says, he called her name woman. So you can see that's the first time it said, and Adam called her what? Woman, a woman, capital W. Because she was taken out of capital man. Can you see the word capitalized? All right, therefore shall a man, see you drop down to a man, a man and not the man. A man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they shall be one flesh. All right, now I want, I'm going to just walk you through if you just, listen, just sit there and just enjoy it. So when God created Adam and Eve, he created Adam and Eve over everything else he had already created. So that's why when you read Genesis, let's go back to Genesis chapter 1, and you will see that. You can mark in your Bible. I don't have time to go through all that. You just have to read. So you'll notice that in Genesis chapter 1, when he put Adam and Eve in the garden, if you follow that all the way over, you, you will see that it told you that God had made everything. Well, let me just show it to you in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. You can see it that way. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. It said, thus the heavens and the earth, you see the word S on heavens now? Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. See, everything was already done is when God made man. When God made Adam and Eve, Adam was the first king of Israel. That's why Adam and Eve was the first rulers over Israel. All right. The and I'm going to show you why, but I'm going to show you their creation, how they were created. God had 
Eve, because Eve represents the soul also. That's why Eve was in Adam. All right? That's why you're going to see when Adam got in trouble, it was because of his soul. So that's why you got to be able to see that. That's why I say if you listen, you'll get it. You try to help preach me, you'll never get nothing. Because God's not going to tell you. All right? And verse number two, and on the seventh day, I'm sorry. On the seventh day, God entered his work, which he had made and rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that it, he had rested from all his work which he had made. So now God has finished everything. Now let's go show you the same thing in, in Psalm 8. Psalms 8. So when you read Psalms 8, God showed this to David. That's why it's in the Psalms. Psalms 8. When you get there, say amen. amen. All right, Psalms 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory, watch this, above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou might steal the enemy and the anger and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers. Now, God is talking about his creation. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, then he's going to name them. The moon, the star, he's talking about Israel which thou hast ordained. Now, when you get in the book of Revelation, he'll show you who the stars are. They are the pastors, of, elders of the church. Book of Revelation, chapter 1, the last thing he told you who the, who the stars are. See, if you just take yourself a little note in the back of your Bible and just keep notes. But when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man? that thou art mindful of him. Now, he's talking about the Son of Man because he just says the next verse. That thou visited him, for thou hast made him a little lower than angels, natural angels. He was made lower than angels. He was made lower than man, really. He was the lowest of all creation. That's why Philippians chapter 2 is so important. For thou hast made him a little lower than angels and and. and, and when he raised from the dead, now you crown him with glory and honor. So you have to see him from death all the way up to creation, uh, back to put back to where he was. Thou made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. See, all of these nations was already there. So you have to understand, he's not talking about them. The Bible's not about them. The Bible's about Israel, that's why you'll see people feed off of, can't you see what's going on? No, Israel ministry ended 2,000 years ago. But see, people are trying to feed off this because they'll get a chance to say to you, do you see what's going on over there? If I were you, I'll come to the Lord. God don't want nobody to scare the hell out of folks to come to, ch come to church or come to the Lord. 
I'm saying that because that's what the people do. They feel like they got to frighten you. And then America's going over there, and then Russia's already, can't you see? The, see they, they go by all of that. That had nothing to do with the day. Now, I'm saying this because who are you following? That's why I'm teaching tape 101. The next heard 102. I don't know how, it's, until you realize that the gospel of grace in Christ is your gospel. So when you hear all this other stuff that people are telling you that's happening, that ain't me. See? All right. Now, you don't have to tell them that. You just got to know. All right. Remember the service before I taught on getting rid of ignorance. And that's what Paul talked about. His whole thing is ignorance. Get rid of ignorance. All right. Thou made Christ to have, or Adam at that time, have dominion over the works of thy hands. And when you study the works of his hand, you're going to see those were the people, the nation that he created, called the works of his hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet. That's why Christ is set on the throne now. Then he's going to call them all sheep. See, if you go through these instead of these, you'll find out that Jesus himself will call sheep. John chapter 10, he told you, I'm the shepherd of the sheep. Well, he's not talking about sheep. He himself is called lamb. So, I mean, just because he called lamb of God don't mean he's a real, ooh, fool. So you got to get the, you got to listen. That's why you got to learn, right? That's why I'm here. He is over all sheep, all oxen, all beasts of the field, over the fowls of the air, over the fish of the sea. Whatever passes through the path of the sea, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent thy name. All right, so in Genesis, Genesis gave us the, the birth of Eve, but also gave us the death of Eve. Let me put another word. He gave us the birth of the soul, and he gave us the death of the soul. See, that's who Eve is. That's who you should have, what, who Eve is. So you'll be able to see both. So you'll see when Christ came, Christ raised us from the dead. So what did he do? He gave back life to the soul. So that's why we sit together in heavenly places, watch this, in Christ. See, if you understand that, you understand what happened in Genesis. See, in Genesis, the woman was created in the man and then taken out. In the new covenant, you will see the same thing that the body of Christ, the church was created also in Christ and taken up. Your creation is in Christ just like he was. Ain't that right? All right, now let's, let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Now let, let's go on. I'm, I'm dealing with just a woman today. All right? Then we'll deal with the man. Let's do... Uh, we did Genesis, go to Genesis 3, 12. Did we go there? All right, let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 12. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 12, we're going to do that down to verse 17. Now remember, I'm only doing the woman, 9 o'clock service. Genesis chapter 3, and I'm not talking about a woman. That's how people take this and go like God said he would die. 
Oh, my God. Genesis chapter 3, verse 12. Are you there? And the man. Who is the man? Maybe I just need to... Uh, I'm not on the man right now. I, I'll give you a verse later on, but we did it with the woman, okay? But the Bible said, and the man, we know that's Christ, said to the woman, we know the woman is who? Israel, right? All right. Whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree. All right. Then in, verse, in that same verse, and I did eat. And the Lord God said to the woman, see, that's what I'm going to do to the woman. What is this that thou hast done? Now, you got you to see this in your everyday life because this is going to take us into a carnal mind, a spiritual mind. See, all of this is going to take us in how you are controlled by your soul, not your spirit. Let me say it again. I'm going to show you in the Word that people are listeners to their soul, not their spirit. Remember I told you last, last week that if you are sons of God, then you are the children of God, but I told you on the basis of a scripture how to know you are sons of God. I need the scripture. You just can't tell me it. You have to have the scripture. How do you know you are children of God? See, the kid, you just can't say I'm a child of God. You can say it, but don't, it don't mean nothing. Romans, Romans 8, but there's one I gave you. I gave you two. I gave you Galatia, Galatia, and I told you one verse. Chapter 5, I think it was. Let me find it. How to know you're children of God. Let me go to Galatia. That, that's a good one there too, but I want the one that says Galatia chapter 5. Uh, you're led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Okay, somebody can find it from I got my. But it's two places. How do you know you're sons of God? You're led by the Spirit of God. Uh, when you get it, just let me know. Huh? No, 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 no. Romans 8, 14 are telling you, but does it say how you know you're children of God? Romans 8, 14? Okay, that's said that too. Okay, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Young lady right there. I call her any day now. Uh, <laughs> that's a song now. That's another song. Any day now. All right. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. That's two of them. Galatians said one. And one say you're not under the law. Uh, so, pardon? Galatians 2, 16. How you know you're sons of God, you're not under the law. So you need to put them two together. Romans Romans 8.14. All right, let me get my notes. Y'all never stop studying. I pray for you this morning, 3 o'clock. That's the time I had to rise and shine. Romans 8.14, many are led by the... That's it. They are the sons of God. Thank you, my sister, and forgive me of my ignorance. All right, in Galatians 2 what? 2.16. All right, that's how you know. This says, as many as are led, are you there on the screen there? Uh, Romans 8, 14, there we go. It says, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. So I ask you, are you a son of God? How do you know? 
right, but I'm going to show you how, how did Adam fall from grace. You know how? We're going to show you. I'm going to get to that and I'll show it to you. Galatians 2.16, we're going to go to that now. See, most people, Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. And we, you need to put there Romans 8.14. That's why you know the other one's at Romans 8.14 if I ask you this same thing again. All right, Galatians 2.16 is what I'm going to look at. It says, knowing that a, uh, that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, am I reading right? I'm reading the wrong thing here. 518, I'm sorry, I thought you said 218. All right, Galatians 5, that's it, 518. All right, now change your numbers there. Uh, that should be 518 Romans uh, 8, 14. It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not on the law. So those two things go together. How do you know you're not on the law? Because you're led by the Spirit. How do you know you're sons of God? You're led by the Spirit. That's what you got to understand. So when you get ready to make a decision, you have to understand how Adam, let's go, let's go look at Eve. I'm going to give you this verse. This on Adam, somebody said this is on Adam. Right, you'll hear this again when I teach on Adam, but I want to show you something. Go, go to uh, uh, Genesis. We get ready to read Genesis 3 anyway, right? What verse I told you starting at? Are uh, we going to start verse 12? Let's do that. Genesis 3, 12. But when I get down to verse 17, you will see what I'm talking about when I say you got to be led by the Spirit. Because I'm going to show you how Adam fell from grace. All right, verse 12. And the man said, the woman that thou gavest me, she gave, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Now, I'm going to show you what that meant and because I'm going to show you it's not a physical tree. And that's what you got to understand. It's not a physical tree. All right. And the, and the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I didn't eat. So you got to understand something. I'm going to show you that word serpent that really was a false prophet. See, it's not this stuff that you're hearing out there. And I'm going to show you that Paul told them that that would happen back in Acts chapter 20 when I go back there. And the Lord God said to the serpent, because thou hast done this, Thou curse above all cows, above every beast of the field. On thy belly thou shalt go, dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. And this serpent is not a snake on the ground. The serpent is a man. See, we, we, we just took the Bible and we just made it what we wanted to be. All right. So when you go to the book of Revelation, you will see the woman and the serpent. The serpent is the king. Matter of fact, I gave you that in Ezekiel, I think, chapter 31. Wife, will you find out from it? The serpent, it was the king of Egypt. See, you got to get, you got to get to know the Bible and not all this stuff you've been hearing from Tom, Dick, and Harry, Billy, Bob, and them guys out there. All right. 
Now watch what he said to the woman. I would, he told the serpent, I'm going to put in, in verse 15, between thee and the woman, thy seed and her seed. Now, now you see the woman is Israel now? Is, are you picking up a little bit? You ain't got it right. If you looked at what happened when Paul came, you saw what was happening. The serpent was trying to kill the woman. As a matter of fact, why you think she was in Egypt? Who you think had her locked up in Egypt? If you ever watched Egypt, there's a man called Pharaoh. What does he have on his head? Do you ever see? He got a snake sitting up here. You don't know who that is? That's what, it, when she found out, you'll see the serpent is the king of Egypt. Let's go to it. What is it? I heard Ezekiel 31. Ezekiel 31 and 2. Okay. Ezekiel 31. Now, I asked you all to read Ezekiel 31 one time before. I can see you have not. Let's go to Ezekiel 31, start verse 1 on the screen. And it came to pass in the 11th year, in the third month, in the first day of the month, that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Okay, that's one, but I want the one where he called him the serpent. Uh, let's go down to verse 8. I do it. Go to verse 8. Because he was in the garden with garden of God. He didn't want to deceive Eve. I thought I taught on this before. The cedar in the garden of God could not hide him. Remember, Adam went and hid himself in the garden of God? See, you know what you saw? Him standing behind a tree. God can't see me. No, he went to Egypt. For the fir tree was not like, not like his bows. The chestnut tree was not like his branches. Nor any tree in the garden of God was like unto him in his beauty. I have made him fair by the multitude of his branches, so that all the trees of Eden that were in the garden of God envied him. I mean, you got to be able to read in the spirit, man. When you're born again, you got it? Verse 18 is where I'm going right now. Mark in your Bible. To whom art thou thus like in glory? Who is he talking to? The king of Egypt. And the greatness among the trees of Eden. See, you got to understand, he was one of the trees in the garden. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell with the trees of Eden unto the neither parts of the earth. Thou shalt lie in the midst of the uncircumcised with them that be slain with the sword. This is Pharaoh and all the multitude saith the Lord God. In the next chapter, look at verse number, chapter 32 and verse 2. I hate to use up your time. I, I thought I did this before. All right. In verse number two, son of man, take up a lamentation for Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Say to him, thou art like the young lion of the nations, and thou art a whale in the seas. Thou camest forth with thy rivers and troubled the waters with thy feet and, and fouled thou their rivers. Thus saith the Lord God, I will 
Therefore spread out my net over thee with a company of many people, and they shall bring thee up in my net. Then I will leave thee up on the land. I, I can't read all that. Verse number six. I would also with the blood of Egypt wherein thou swimmest, even the mountains, and the river shall be full of thee. And when, and when I put thee out, I will cover the heavens and make the stars thereof dark. I will cover the sun with a cloud, and the moon will not give it a light. That's all the same stuff Jesus Christ talked about when he came. Uh, somebody can find me that one verse. I'll come to that if you find it, but that's not it. It's, it tell you, it told you he's the king of, king of Egypt, Pharaoh, but that one place he said the serpent. He called him the serpent. Chapter 28, if you go back to 28 and read it, find it, let me know. But he called him the serpent, Pharaoh the serpent. All right, now I got to go back to my message. All right. I try to help you out. All right, now let's go back to, if you don't find that what I say, don't tell me anything. <laughs> okay. I don't have the time. You have to say, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the serpent. Okay, just, you got a concordance in your Bible, you look at the word serpent. If not, go to the storehouse sometime and purchase you one. All right, let's move on. All right, now I gave you Genesis chapter number three, but I didn't finish because I want to show you something there uh, in verse 17. Verse 16, unto the woman on the screen. Let's go back. Sorry I took you through that. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 16. Unto the woman, I, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, your conception in sorrow. Thou shalt bring forth children. He's talking about tribulation. And thy desire shall be to thy husband. He's talking about Christ. And Christ shall rule over thee. Unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, he's talking about you, Christ. Adam, you in this mess because you hearken to the voice of your wife, your woman. So that's why you have to understand the same way with you if you listen to your woman. Everybody know what, what your woman is? Okay then, so Okay. That's what you got to understand. See, you, there's a voice of the soul, just like the voice of the spirit. That's why you're led by what? That's why I gave you that verse. They that are led by the spirit of God. You look at most people, they get themselves in it. They heard their own self say what they thought. They ain't got no word. See, they're not doing anything because of the word. Most people get up and go place and never, never think of the word. They just... Follow their own mind. That's why the song said, if I had a father, my first mind, all of it flesh. All right, that's called the jigsaw. See, I was a person in the world who had all the records on the box, so I remember them all. God had to save me, boy. All right, here, verse 17. Verse 17, and he said to Adam, because you have hearkened to the voice of your wife, and has eaten of the tree of which I command thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. He's talking about fellowship. That's what I'm talking about. That's, he's talking about what? For fellowship. Put down the word communicate. If I get a chance between somewhere down the line, I'll give it to you. He's talking about communicate. He found himself over in Egypt. God put him in a place, told him to stay there, 
be holy. What is the place you in? Christ. Why are you called the church? Because the church is separated from the world. So when God brought you into Christ, he separated you from the world. And that's what happened. Evil communication, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, corrupts good manners because you, we, people can't stay out of the world. See, they keep listening to the world. Everything they want, they want to get it from the world. <coughs> they don't want to get it from God. They want to get it from, that's what destroys them. All right, now I, I got that. I got to move on because I got a long way to go to finish the woman. I got 13 minutes. All right. Let's go to Matthew 26, 10. I'm going to give you some ones in the Bible that you can mark this and you will see when he's talking to Israel. So when Jesus came, he did miracles on people, on certain people, because he was showing what he wanted to do to Israel. Matthew chapter 26, and we want to go to verse 10. We're moving kind of rapidly now. And verse 10 says, when Jesus understood it, because the woman had come and anointed his body for the burial. When he understood it, and the disciples spoke against it, Jesus said in verse 10, Why trouble ye the woman? Why trouble you who? The woman. See, everywhere I tell you the woman, you need to mark in your Bible. The woman. She has wrought a good work on me. Remember, she was supposed to be a help me. She was the one with the seed. The woman was in the sea. The woman was deceived. I'll show you that when I get to Timothy. She was in the transgression. So when Jesus came, guess who he came to save? The woman. All right. Now in verse 11 says, she have, you have the poor always with you, and whenever you can, I'm going to say, and me you not have always, for in that she has poured out this ornament on my body. She did it for my burial. Now, he's saying that now, but that's going to happen to him again after he crucified. Are y'all thinking? You remember they came, got his body, and on his body? Ah, hallelujah. Let me move on. We talk about the woman. Let's go to John chapter 2, verse 1. The Gospel of John chapter 2, verse 1. That's why you have churches who believe whatever they get, they got to go through the woman. And y'all don't really know what they're talking about. I can't tell you over the air. All I can do is tell you who the woman is in the Bible. These people were like type and shadows of Israel. That's why he chose that woman to bring Christ into the earth. Because she was a type of Israel. She was a virgin. You see, remember the, the first thing I read to you in 2 Corinthians 11? I must present you how? A chaste virgin to Christ. So that's why he chose her to bring forth Christ. The person had to be a virgin. That's all that's about. People have taken it to another level. All right. But she represented Israel in her pureness. All right. All right, we're in John chapter 2, verse 1. All right. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana, Galilee, and the mother of Jesus, here we go, was there. And both Jesus were called and his disciples to the marriage. 
And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said to them, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, that a capital woman again, what have I to do with you? My hour has not yet come. Because his mother was also a type of Israel. He was born of a virgin. He was born of a virgin, Israel. And I'm going to show you that, but i show it to you now. Hold your finger right there. Go to Galatians chapter 4. See, everything Paul talked about, all we got to do is follow Paul's teaching. Galatians chapter 4. And we're going to start reading verse 1. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, talk about Jesus, as long as he's a child, he differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so we, Paul says, talking about Israel, not you, when we were children were in bondage under the elements of the world, talking about under the law. But when the fullness of time was come, past tense, that's the dispensation of grace, God sent forth his son made of a woman. Now you have to understand he's talking about Christ was born, Israel is Christ's mother. Let me, let me get a mm or something. See, you have to understand, that's why Paul, we'll go to 1 Corinthians 15 after that, I'm going to show you a verse. That's why Paul says, here he says in, in Galatians 4, 4, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made, made under law. He's talking about under Israel, but he was in the law. But he was born of, born of Israel because he had to be their brothers. See, I can show you many scriptures. He had to be made their brothers. He called them brothers. Those 11 guys, he's the type of Joseph. He came to redeem them that were under the law. He had to be a kinsman to redeem them that was under the law. That we might, be, might receive the adoption of sons. Okay, all right, let, let's move on to something else. I gave you some things I need to come get them now. Just say it loud. Psalm 34. If you want the next one, please say it loud enough. I cannot understand when you... See, I used to be in the world. That's how all our music started out with... Don't know what this. We just get out and be gone. Didn't have to worry about what they say. Hallelujah. That's an uncertain sound, ain't it? Psalm 34 and verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord. Who's speaking here? When you come into church and bless the Lord in your everyday life, who's doing it? Who's supposed to be doing it? You got to understand, I gave you a woman and I gave you a soul. So you got to understand, when you bless the Lord, who's doing it? Your soul is doing it. That's why, that's why you have to understand why the man said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. So you got to understand something. Your soul do not want to bless the Lord. Yeah, and your soul cannot be made to do it. 
Your soul blesses the Lord out of thanksgiving. When your soul realizes what the Lord has done for the soul, then the soul blesses the Lord and gives thanks to the Lord. But until that happens, you can't do it because God don't want it unless it is free will offering. Out of his goodness, his mercy, your soul gives thanks to the Lord. All right. So when people come to church, don't bless the Lord, you can't make it happen. See, I can't stand here and say, I told you to bless the Lord, y'all. What good are they going to do? That's just like telling people that see what's going on there in the world. You better come to the altar. You come to the altar because you see what's going on in the world. That's not salvation. Salvation is because you heard the word of God and heard what God did for you. You, you received it. You're so thankful. Now you want to give yourself to him for what he's done for you. That's salvation. It's a free will offering. All right, here we go. Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord. So I ask you a question, what part of you do that? Your soul, right? Because your flesh is not going to bless the Lord. Your flesh just worked 12 hours and he really don't care. <laughs> There's no good thing in the flesh. <laughs> you understand that? There ain't nothing good in the flesh. It's not going to help God. The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These things are contrary one to another, so you cannot do the thing that you would. So you have to understand that the flesh is your opposition. That's why God said no flesh glory in his presence. None. Everything must come out of your spirit. All right. I will, see that has to be I will. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. My soul, now he's going to tell you who it is. Watch this shall make her, and I want to wait till you underline the word, circle the word her. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. This is King David, a type and shadow of Christ Jesus himself. My soul, well, who is his soul? Israel. See, Israel make her boast in the Lord. The armor shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. See, that's your spirit and your soul. Christ is your spirit. You are the soul. But in Genesis, I showed you the birth and the death of the soul. When Christ came, he resurrected your soul and made it righteous. In the book of Genesis, the soul sinned. That's Ezekiel chapter 18. Put that down, I'll give you a verse later. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 18, the soul that sinned, it shall die. So it was the soul, Eve sinned, it was her soul that sinned. She's soul. All right. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He's talking about soul. And he hurt me and delivered me from all my fields. The soul was the one delivered. So when people, when you see things in your flesh that you keep doing, you don't know supposed to be doing, it ain't your flesh. It's your soul. You got a problem in your soul. You got a rebellious spirit in your soul. See, when your soul disobeyed God, you have to go back to Eve. Why did she disobey God? Because she had eaten of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The girl wasn't on the word diet. You got to be on the word diet. 
or your soul going to tell off on you. See, I got to have this. I'm 100% man. I got to have the word. See, if you're a man, you got to know you're a man, you got to have the word. That means you can be tempted. You can do wrong if you don't have the word. And that's why you got to say to yourself, I'm a woman, I'm 100% woman. That means I don't have no problem hating men. I think they're awesome. But I already got one. But I don't need two or three. Well, you better get some word. See, that's how you got to look at it. You got to stop fooling yourself. Women are beautiful. But you only have one or need one. And if you don't get no word, your flesh going to be checking it out, bro. Oh, you be, oh, you ain't no, oh, you looking at that woman. See, you got to be honest to yourself. You got to get the word. Man, I can't say that enough. The only thing can stop you from lusting after somebody else is the word. You got to get the spirit in you. You got to get the word in you. If not, you're going to be doing things you should not do. But people won't be honest. When I first came to the Lord, I had a situation in my life, and it was smoking. And I'm not going into what I was smoking. I was smoking. Whatever I was smoking, it wasn't right. I'm just going. I'm not going into all your labels. It still ain't right. Because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's not your flesh. Stop blaming your flesh. It's your soul. And you got to get him saved. See, that's what it means by the saving of the soul. He's saved from all this stuff that he was doing when God come in your life. It don't happen all overnight. But it should not take another year, two years, or three years, or four years, or five years. Listen, if you really want to be delivered. So you got to stop playing with this thing. I told God, I don't want it. I don't like it. Take the taste out of my mouth. I don't want it no more. Matter of fact, I won't go to no store until I don't have, until I have no appetite. When I go to a store again, I know I'm delivered. And when God delivered me of it, I walked up in the store as I played numbers every day. I look at them counting just like, I used to do that too. I used to be in that same line. I used to be buying that same beer. I used to be doing this here, smoking them same cigarettes. No taste. I had no appetite no more. God would take it away if you want him to. Come on, you all say, Lord, deliver my soul. Because that's what you need. Stop playing games. This word came to save your soul and put you back in right relationship with the Father. When your soul is not delivered, it's not in grace. When you get in grace, it's rest from all your labor. <laughs> Praise God. You got rest. You're not laying in the bed thinking about somebody else's wife. You got rest. You're not laying in the bed thinking about somebody else's husband. You got rest. You're not sitting around watching a movie trying to get your... You got rest. Your eyes, you get so mad to your eyes don't like it even no more. Your soul got to be saved. Your soul turn it off. You have to understand, you can watch something that ain't right, your soul said, no, 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 cut that off. 
Turn from that. That's what God wants to happen. Your spirit wants it, now your soul wants it. When two walk together in agreement, there's going to be power in that house. Now, I, I, my time is already up. I don't know what happened to the clock, but I'm just going gonna, gonna to stop there because we got a fellowship on the other side. All right. But I'm going to continue the woman look like right now because I haven't, I haven't shown you her ending. So I'm going to be here today. I'm going to continue the next service, and we're going to get through with the woman, hopefully, and then we're going to get on the man because I have so much to show you. God showed me why God created the woman. Whew. This is so good. First Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to actually stand up on your feet. We're going to close out right there. Then we're going to go on the other side. Get us some fellowship and go in there. First Corinthians chapter 15. This is how you be saved. My job is to tell you how you be saved. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scripture. You're going to see why I'm continually preaching on this and showing you that's how you say, because I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to your soul. Christ came and died for your soul. He was buried and went to hell for your soul. And then God raised him from the dead and justified his soul for us. The woman's soul was justified. I'm going to show you that. That's how you were made righteous. God loved you so much. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.